Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock on this Tuesday-only, audio-only podcast. And uh, my guy, Bo Brock, this team taking a lot of arrows, taking a lot of shots. But then when you look at the fact that this franchise, I think, has some of the most, let's call them undervalued talent around the NFL compared to some of these other openings, certainly more than Houston. I would argue more than Indianapolis, offensively more than what Denver is sporting. This team, I think the sales pitch for free agent head coaches alike, assuming that they do move on from Cliff Kingsbury, is going to be much easier of a pitch than, say, certainly 2012, 2013, and 2018 were, I mean, they they were basically starting from the ground up. There's talent on this roster to be supplemented into the future. Absolutely. And there's talent that has taken a step, a necessary step forward that were some unknowns as far as their ability to play at the NFL level going in the training camp, going into the regular season. And that have proved that they can not only play at this NFL level, but they can play at a high level and I'm not saying that they, on a down-to-down basis, game-to-game basis, that they're consistently, you know, putting forth those efforts and, and making that impact. But it, there, there are a couple guys, and I think we're going to talk about them on this podcast, that uh, have shown that they belong and that their ceiling is is really high. And I think it would intrigue any potential head coaching candidate uh, to kind of get his hands on them and, and see what he can mold into or mold these players into. Yeah, and you look at the defensive side, I think that's where we have to start, right? Because even with the lack of, let's say, premium talent, blue chippers, I I do think that secondary-wise, it's funny. We started the season, Bo, and we're like, who are they going to sign at corner? They're really going to struggle at corner. They have no depth. Remember, we talked about Robert Alford for God knows how long. (laughs) When will he come back? If he's going to come back? Turns out he's probably just retired. But you look at... Somebody like Marco Wilson, 23 years old, Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker locked up. I mean, there's three, four, so you're secondary. And then if you're able to bring back Byron Murphy, which seems pretty plausible now, even with a new regime, he didn't do enough at the end of the year to boost his stock. He's been injured. That's a plug and play secondary that can have a lot of success. And then you couple that with, I mean, I'm not the biggest Isaiah Simmons fan in the world, but he and Zayvon Collins are certainly capable You've got the two rookie outside linebackers. There are pieces there for a back seven to be at least serviceable and with the right coach, I would say above average. Yeah, and with the right front seven, right? I mean, if you you get some ass kickers on the front seven, you finally build this team roster correctly. Uh, These are guys that are put in positions to where they, they don't have to immediately just cover from the snap of the football to when quarterbacks break a pocket and make plays, you know, uh, beyond, you know, the pocket and, and yeah. beyond when you should have to cover a guy realistically. So, no, absolutely. You, you have to, I think that that was identified as a strength, even with the, especially with the safeties, right? I mean, you've got guys in Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson who have already eclipsed the century mark and tackles. And you like what you've seen from Simmons. And we, we've, we got our first glimpse of him playing on the very back end, uh, and, and with the absence of Buda Baker, and he had a decent game as far as his run defense. We saw a jump as far as his, his pro football run defense, which has been atrocious all season long. Him playing more safety, it looked better. And then him playing in the slot, you know, I, I think the the an- analytics would tell you that he's he's decent, right? But we know that he has 
he has to grow a lot more as far as that goes, especially if he's going to play more, if he's going to play as much slot safe corner, or if he's going to play more safety going forward. This is from Aaron Schatz of, uh, I believe, Pro Football Outsiders. They do a lot of great stuff there. Get this. The top five defenses this year versus deep passes, which are constituted 16-plus yards in the air. So it's not yak. It's air yards. Number five, the Steelers. Number four, the Patriots. Number three, the Jets. Number two, the number one seeded Eagles. Number one, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, what the hell are you talking about, Johnny? Well, the Cardinals are also second to last against passes under 16 air yards. So teams really haven't had to go deep on the Arizona Cardinals to be fruitful, to be able to score points. I just thought that was interesting. And I think that is a credit to somebody like Marco Wilson, who a lot of people, casual fans may not know. And you think about the fact that he makes no money for the next two years. He was a fourth round pick. Those are the kind of things that the Cardinals haven't done enough of in the Steve Kime era. That's why Marco stands out. And I'm with you. Can you imagine the state of this defense? You get the right coordinator, God help us, a Vic Fangio or somebody like that to come in. You take Jalen Carter, you know, third overall, or Will Anderson, the infusion of youth and athleticism to what you already have. The way I look at this defense is it's it's like a middle-of-the-pack unit. It's kind of middling along. Sure, you've got an elite player in Buda Baker. But everything else is kind of they're they're waiting for that turnkey player mm-hmm. to kind of light a fuse under them. This is not a complete gut job where you need a new this, a new that. I do think, unlike the offense, I think the defense is about two to three tweaks away. Maybe like a Deron Payne, a Jalen Carter, maybe an impact outside linebacker away from oh, shit, the Cardinals are like a top five to seven defense. I think they're that close. We saw glimpses of it, Bo, early in the season when they had to carry the offense, which Mm -hmm. wasn't producing. I just, the unfortunate part about Vance Joseph is I just, he was not good enough this year, especially with young players that I I don't think we're ever going to see like the full vision that he wanted to have four years ago. And we're going to be sitting here now. The best version of this defense and these players are going to be under somebody else. Yeah, I can completely agree, and that includes on the offensive side of the ball, the quarterback invested all this money into. Uh, but, you know, Marco Wilson, to kind of piggyback that, I mean, I, I saw a recent article from Pro Football Focus where they kind of broke down four categories as far as their cornerbacks and its receiving yards versus incompletions forced this season. And yeah. you'd be shocked the company that Marco Wilson is keeping because, you know, as far as it, you've got your liabilities – you got your go big or go home, kind of your, your feast or famine guys. You've got yeah. your solid guys and you got your lockdown. Where would you assume that a guy like Marco Wilson, just by watching him play pretty much, he missed a, a little bit of time this season, but for the most part, getting a, a pretty good dose of Marco Wilson this season. Where would you think he falls as far as the, the pro football focus breakdown? I mean, middle of the pack, high, upper middle, maybe. I mean, because I kind of said it's encouraging. You would probably say solid, right? And that that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, you take yeah. that considering this. Is I a think guy he's a solid player. Yeah, but he's in the lockdown category. Wow. And, and maybe you can you can kind of identify like the 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 companies keeping like a Stefan Gilmore or a Charlton Davis or uh, I'm looking at uh, you know Patrick Peterson's in here, AJ Terrell, James Bradbury. But there are a lot I mean, of these guys. are number these are number one first round corners. They are, and they're guys that for the most part make a lot of money. And you got Marco Wilson on a fourth round, you know, draft pick contract for the next two seasons. I mean, that's that's appealing for 
for anybody. I don't care who your coach is. I don't care if it's, you know, the elite candidates. I don't care if it's, it's Kingsbury and Vance Joseph, or it's somebody that's going to come in and, and take over things. But that's, that's very encouraging considering where we were talking about Marco Wilson coming out of training camp. You know, what pisses me off about that in, in the best way possible, but Vance Joseph staunchly opposed to playing young players was forced to play Marco Wilson last year because of injuries at the cornerback position. Remember Byron Murphy got banged up. He had a bad back, Robert Alford. And then, so Marco Wilson, what happened, Bo? He started 14 games last year. And lo and behold, that experience has helped him elevate to what now is considered a borderline Pro Bowl level cornerback that's intercepting passes. And he's long. He's a true outside corner. Lo and behold, you play, you get better, Vance Joseph. And he was forced into doing that. And I just sit here and I wonder, Bo Brock, not to beat a dead horse, but had that been Isaiah Simmons? Had that been Zayvon Collins last year? Where would this defense be? I think they'd be a hell of a lot better than 32nd, 31st in the NFL. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I asked Cliff about Zayvon Collins the other day, uh, and he said, you know, anticipating him to kind of talk glowingly about him. Um, and, and he was more, not, not hesitant, but he, he kind of was had some more humbling things to say about Zayvon Collins is he just needs to continue to play. I said, you know, what's a number like 100 tackles in a season mean for Zayvon Collins? And he was ba- he basically just said this is a guy that they they still expect great things from because of the first round selection that he was 16th overall and and they it's encouraging but he's nowhere close to where they expect him to be and it's just going to come with more and more reps but as you said he just wasn't getting those last year he was playing around 20 percent of the defensive snaps in his rookie year it's frustrating and it can take you out of a good mood and we can put you back into a good mood here's how you do it Johnny. You go to OGsBrands.com. You check out what our partners are of it. The Arizona Cannabis Kitchen are doing what they're cooking up because they are the best place in town to get your cannabis gummies. There's no doubt about it. They got something for everyone, including helping you get to sleep and stay asleep with their sleep time gummies. It's the Aquaberry flavor. It helps put you to sleep, stay asleep. If you're having a problem with uh, a little insomnia, if you're staying up too late, listen to the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Well, fear no more. You've got yourself some OGs brands, gummies, the sleep time kind. Or if you're looking for something maybe to increase uh, the, the time you're going to have out on the town. You're going out to Old Town. You're going downtown Phoenix. You're going on the east side. You're going on the west side. You want to get in on the tropical flavors. You want to get in on the indica. You want to get in on the sativa. Whatever you're looking for, OGs has it for you. Raspberry orange, orange creamsicle. Can't go wrong with maybe some blackberry and creams. The creams, they're legit. Check it all out. OGsBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com. Or you can follow them on Instagram. They also roll out their products there. I was in the West Valley uh, over the weekend, and I definitely could have used some some OGs, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, And speaking of having a good time out on the town, listen, Valley Sports, taking it in the teeth right now. What better chance to go out and score some cheap tickets on the Game Time app? Listen, we have had a plethora of, of quality outings on the game time app from Cardinal games, diamondbacks, now coyotes and Suns in full force. And if you think, well, the tickets are probably already going to be cheap because the teams aren't doing well. Think again, go to some of those third party vendor sites. Look at the service fees. You're going to pay nah, 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 not on game time. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. So again, you're on the fence about it. 
pulled up same day, I guarantee it's going to be the cheapest that you can find anywhere else. It's the best way to support us here at PHNX. Click on the link in the show description. Again, game time, G-A-M-E-T-I-M-E, game time. Get in on the action today. And it's not only just sporting events, it's concerts, it's monster trucks, whatever you want to do. Game time has got you covered, Bo. As we continue our conversation, building blocks, let's flip it to the offensive side of the football. Obviously, Kyler Murray, we would think, is somebody that a lot of free agent head coaches would be interested in. Is there anybody else on this offense? Because I I look at it right now, and it's like James Conner's old. Zach Ertz is old and hurt. You know, DeAndre Hopkins could be on his way out. To me, I look at the offensive line, and I'm like, they got two capable tackles. That's a lot Mm -hmm. more than a lot of teams. DJ Humphreys, Josh Jones. Outside of that, and maybe peppering in a little Trey McBride, times are tough, man. Yeah, that's who I was going to say. I think it's Trey McBride, and you look at Josh Jones, and he had a tough game against the Falcons, but otherwise he's been serviceable and uh, starting for DJ Humphreys for the last couple weeks, which is great because, you know, you wanted to see what the guy's capable of going into his final season before he becomes a free agent next year. Uh, I think that he's a guy that you can move forward with, but is the offensive side, it seems more to me that nobody is – and expendable, right? It, it's it seems like if you've got crazy, I mean, it's it's wild. If, if you could find a suitor who thinks that they can keep Rondell Moore out of the training room, and you can get anything of value for him, you know, do you hesitate at this point? I, I would say no. I, I would say I would say a new regime would look at Rondell Moore as very expendable, uh, and and that's going to come with with a fan base that feels like they're snake bitten more so than other fan bases, and I don't think that they are necessarily. Like if you look at the few guys that have exited this organization that were picks of Steve Kime, they didn't produce his Cardinals, and they haven't produced beyond. Like I just saw that Eno Benjamin posted on his Instagram account. You know he's been through some quote shit this season. Uh, he's on his third organization right since leaving the Arizona Cardinals. He's with the Saints now. Um, he, he isn't doing anything close to RB1 stuff like the hyperbole that was spoke in OTAs that he's an RB1 type back. Uh, Andy Isabella hasn't sniffed an active roster for far, you know, for far too long as far as uh, what a lot of people were ex- kind of concerned that he was going to, if he goes like the right situation, he's going to thrive. And he goes to Baltimore where they're absolutely as thin as you could possibly be at wide receiver. And he's not even sniffing the playing field. So, you know, with Rondell Moore, I think people are going to look at this as like, hey, I didn't make the pick of Rondell Moore in, sec- in the second round, so I don't have that burden of trying to make this work out. If I can get assets for him and, and continue and just kind of put get my vision to where I want to go and Rondell Moore trading him gets me there, I think a GM would, would absolutely do that. There was a clip, I think, of Sean Payton on Colin Cowherd's show basically talking about how to avoid and when to avoid small players in the mm-hmm. early rounds of the NFL draft. And that was kind of their philosophy in new Orleans, which <laughs> I think is, I think is kind of funny. I mean, the Cardinals, yeah. I, I don't think the Cardinals attempted to be too cute, but in, in a re, in a way they just kind of were Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella trading for Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray. I mean, the NFL is a big man's game. And the fact that they were so, so staunchly committed to taking these undersized players and trying to outthink the room. And I know all of them weren't first round picks, but you get my point. I look at this offense and I I do think small outside of James Conner. And it's kind of weird. Like James Conner is like the last man standing, right? He's the only one that's been able to take this 
Pounding is the focal point of the offense right now. And then you look at Trey McBride. Thank goodness they took Trey McBride. We look at back at it now, and it's like, that seemed like a luxury pick. We're sitting here at the end of the year. That's like their calling card. That's their selling point is, is big number 85. So uh, I, I do think that receiver, while not expendable, the right coach can come in here and get the most out of Hollywood and then supplement the rest of the receiving core and figure it out. I think we're all in agreement. DeAndre Hopkins, It's I think it's probably 60-40. He's gone just mm-hmm. based on the fact that he's commanding so much money through no fault of his own. You want to get him on a team that's plug and play, ready to go. And I also think Rondell Moore, I'm, I'm with you. I, I know a lot of people are hesitant to use the word bust, but two years, second round pick, no contribution. Next year is, is a make or break season. Because um, at this point, we knew exactly what Andy Isabella was and wasn't. So, uh, at the end of the day, I, I would say the defense, as crazy as it sounds, Bo, has a lot more building blocks to go forward with outside of Kyler Murray, which is the biggest trump card. It's a head coach, quarterback league, but man, the offense has has hit the skis and and you know hit tough times faster than any of us would have expected. I'm excited to see how they revamp this receiving core. Uh, I'm, I'm more concerned. I obviously you would, you would hesitate looking at a guy like Deandre Hopkins and thinking about moving off of him. Uh, that, that could help you obviously in creating more assets, more draft capital, which would be huge. Uh, but at the same token, like AJ green's gone. Robbie Anderson's got to be gone. You know, yeah. who are they going to bring in? Does he have ties to the new coaching staff in, uh, in giving Kyler Murray actually, De- potentially developed or proven commodities that he can throw to, to where he doesn't just have like one, one viable receiver at a time, like he did pretty much all season long. Right. I mean, Kyler Murray yeah. out of the gates had Hollywood Brown. Then he had the redeveloper rapport with that he hadn't had since college. Um, and then at, at the next, you know, and then he goes down and the Andre Hopkins comes off a six game suspension. If you've got guys and, you know, obviously I'm talking hopefully with Sean Payton in mind, but, you know, you'll have wide receivers that know how to run legit route trees and, and get open and make life easier on a guy like Kyler Murray when, when he's, he's, you know, under duress or, uh, or if he's sitting in a clean pocket. I just don't think like he's had that luxury for too long. Yeah, no doubt. And I, again, we have not seen the best version of Kyler Murray and it's not going to come with this coaching staff. And, and it's probably going to come with new pieces, hopefully, if, if it comes at all, which we're all hoping for. You don't have to hope for it on Underdog Fantasy. You make your own future, uh, unlike year-long fantasy, which is just a drudge through the mud. We are pivoting off of that, and we are pivoting to daily fantasy with Underdog Fantasy. It does daily fantasy sports differently, Bo. Draft your team against five of your friends. The highest-scoring squad for that night wins that cold, hard cash. Draft up to six NBA players with no positional limit, and that is it. Everybody has been enjoying using the Underdog Fantasy app. I'm sure by now you've heard about it. You want to learn more? Let me tell you about it. Basically, all you got to do is hit the higher or lower of points, rebounds, assists, whatever you want for what you're gambling on, and then that's it. You're in the money. And speaking of money, it's super easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, Sign up with promo code PHNX. Get this, Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Put in a hundy, boom, you get out of hundy, and you're ready to rock and roll only with Underdog Fantasy. Let's talk about more good stuff. How about our friends over at Four Peaks who are 
actually joining up with us, partnering up, and they are actually hosting PHNX Tea Party, which is going down less than two weeks from now on January 13th, where you can go hit the links with us, but not the actual links. You're in bays at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course, going to be hanging out, going to be playing some golf games. You're going to have some long drive competitions, all sorts of games. They also have lots of other things that you can participate in that you're not going to want to miss out on over at Dobson Ranch. You can get in on this action right now by securing your tickets by just hitting the link in the show notes of this podcast. You get a f- set of rental clubs. You'll get some jumbo screams showing the Suns versus T-Wolves game. You get a free hour of range time, golf balls at Dobson Ranch to be used later date. It's a $35 value right there. Many games, including cornhole, pickleball, and ping pong contest entries, including longest drive, putting challenges, and highest score heaters and hot chocolate to keep you going, but also that great food from some of our other vendors, but the great beer from four peaks, kit lifter. Wow. Pumpkin Porter, whatever you love from four peaks, it's going to be there. And there's also going to be a free kids clinic provided to all kids 10 and under join us for the PHNX tea party. It's the inaugural event presented by four peaks at Dobson ranch golf course. Be there. It's going to be an awesome time. Do uh, I don't know how much we got into it real quick. Just, point out, you know, Maje Sanders, Cameron Thomas, obviously yeah. parts of the the defense that we like so much. I was just comparing their numbers combined versus Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones ended his season. He played 15 games and he, he, he had about, uh, he had 15 quarterback hits. He had four and a half sacks and gotcha. one forced fumble. Obviously he had the TD that was gift wrapped it to him by the uh, New England Patriots offense. But when you look at what how Maje Sanders compares, so the four and a half sacks from Chandler Jones and 15 quarterback hits and way more snaps than these two rookie uh, third rounders. Uh, Sanders had uh, five quarterback hits himself and three sacks. He had a forced fumble and a, he recovered his own fumble. And then you had uh, Cameron Thomas who had five quarterback hits and two sacks. So if you look at it, they had a half more sacks than Chandler Jones combined and five less quarterback hits, and they're making way less money. So I'd say that that was a bit of a success, even though there's been such a need for pass rush for this defense all season long. But I don't think even Chandler Jones would have been able to generate it. Uh, what I can tell you is I feel like if both of these rookies, Bo, played the duration of the year, 70-plus percent of the snaps, feels like both of these guys would have notched six, seven sna- sacks apiece. Um they just had their legs cut out from under them by this coaching staff. They flash anytime they play. Makes you sick to your stomach when it's like, hey, Maja had a sack this weekend. He only played 15 snaps. What's right. going on there? Dennis Gardak, who I get it. He's a super fun player to root for. He cannot rush the passer. I he I know he makes a lot of tackles. He's a you know somebody that I think the Valley rallies around. I, I appreciate him as an NFL player. He's an NFL caliber player. He's not an every down pass rusher. What no one can explain Marcus Golden's drop off a cliff. It's unfortunate, but the he two really good pass- Atlanta. He did, but, he didn't, but I mean, where are the sacks at? You you right. paid him to, to get after the quarterback. The two best sack artists out outside linebacker are the two rookies. Those are the guys that I've seen. Cameron is a, is more of a bull rush power guy, and Maje Sanders is is not a finesse player, but man, he's got length for days at six five. So. Um, exciting, frustrating, whatever you want to call it. I would say that's also going to classify the Arizona Cardinals potential head coaching search, Bo Brock, as we are just six days away from Black Monday. Next Monday, will the Cardinals pivot off of Cliff Kingsbury? 
Will it be too late, Bull Brock? And what I mean by that is there are two teams in the NFL right now that have reached out via reports to maybe free agent head coach Jim Harbaugh. First, we heard that the Denver Broncos with their ownership group, very aggressive. They got that Walmart cash to spend. They have reached out. Then we got confirmation on Tuesday. The Panthers with David Tepper, who's still paying that fat paycheck to Matt Rule, they've reached out to Harbaugh, which I think a lot of fans would say, yes, that makes sense. Where are the Cardinals? Are the Cardinals, Bo Brock, with not moving off of Cliff Kingsbury sooner, if at all, doing themselves a disservice or is this all basically practicality? We're waiting till Monday. Michael Bidwell himself, though, behind the scenes hasn't been waiting. Yeah, I'd say Jim Harbaugh, if it, whether or not this report is true, you know, like he would jump at the chance that an NFL job or if he's just leveraging like uh, the annual leverage for more money and a new contract from Michigan, regardless of what it is, he and his representation aren't making a move until after Black Monday. It would just be bad business. It wouldn't be smart for them to to get as much as they can financially. And also, you know, look at what the best situation could be. I mean, when you look at Carolina, I mean, the fact that they're moving off of Steve Wilkes at this point, it should be a red flag. And how things operated with Matt Rule and how things have operated, you know, previous to that with Ron Rivera, it's it's not a stable organization. And, uh, no. you know, it, it, if you're a head coach, and it seems like Harbaugh from the reports is chomping at the bit to get back to the NFL, um, you know, I, I think that he should still kind of see who's interested, talk to everybody, and then make a decision. And I think that he'll probably play it smart. And these teams that are getting ahead of it, like I, I applaud them at the same time. I understand like why the Cardinals have held on to Cliff Kingsbury till the final whistle blows on Sunday against the uh, San Francisco 49ers, which by the way is a 14 and a half point spread. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's there's just been so much dysfunction. There's been so many issues off the field and not a lot of it falls on the shoulders of Cliff Kingsbury to let him just kind of play this out. And with kind of a depleted staff already, it just wouldn't make sense, especially as it's so close to the finish line. If, if a head coaching candidate can't wait a couple more days to take a meeting, I think, you know, one, he's just not going to ever be interested or two, uh, he's just too, too anxious to get in the league. And maybe you're right for waiting on that. I just feel like the fans that want Cliff Kingsbury gone, I get it. I sympathize. I support mm-hmm. Michael Bidwell, his history, his dad. They don't fire coaches, head coaches during the season. And for Cliff have, to have been fired during the year, you would have had to see a Nathaniel Hackett level quit job by the team. Denver Broncos getting beat by Baker Mayfield 50 or whatever it was to 14. I also think it's a little bit about saving face. Gave an extension in the middle of hard knocks. I just I, I, there was no way outside of another scandal, which is always a possibility with this team, that Cliff would have been fired during the year. I just can't. I couldn't envision it. But if that was going to happen, they've missed that opportunity. We talked about Bo the bye week. You you anoint Vance Joseph, the interim coach. You see what he's got. How can they compete? Does the team resonate over the final four plus games? You thought, Bo, when before Kyler Murray went down, they were going to rattle off like four or five in a row, and then <laughs> things just got things got worse and worse. So, I, I think based off of everything we're hearing, everybody we talk to, people in the know, people on the loop, Cliff's Cliff's going to coach his last game Sunday. I think we're both in agreement on that, Bo. But is it going to hamper? I I don't want to speak for you. If you you got something different, you want to say? 
No, I mean, I think if you were to jump in the DeLorean, go back to the future uh, to Tuesday, a week from today, uh, we're going to have a pretty long day full of content, a couple long days full of content after, you know, news breaks Monday morning. And I don't, I don't doubt that it, it's Kingsbury and, and Joseph uh, probably following him out the door and, you know, we'll see what they're willing to divulge as far as, you know, is, is this a full reset? Will, will they give any information as far as, they're going to have a coaching search and they're going to have a, a front office, you know, search. We'll see. That's what's going to be truly interesting to me in, in those, those next, you know, those couple days after the season ends, like, are they going to admit that this is going to be a full reset or is this going to be something that's going to just kind of slowly kind of pour out of this organization yeah. leak out, I should say, you know, and you know, who real quick, I mean, the, the Jeff Rogers, does he survive, you know, another coaching change because he was the lone holdover. I mean, and, and I think the special teams, I wouldn't mind seeing Rodgers retain, but if Sean Payton or Harbaugh or somebody wants to bring in their guy, then he's probably casualty. But at this point next week, I would expect that the coaching staff is at least kind of given their walking paper. Feels like uh, Jeff Rogers was kept in part, not only because he was good at his job in 2018, but Cliff didn't really have a coordinator <laughs> that he right. could use. I would imagine that, Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh's portfolio is a little bit more robust. Their uh, reference tree that, to find somebody that they like, but who knows? Never say never. Um, I I don't think to your point, great point it was, Bo. These these teams that are trying to get ahead of themselves, I get it. Michael Bidwell, if he's moving off a cliff, has known about it for upteen weeks now. Mm-hmm. This is not new. He's got hopefully both his short list for general manager and head coach. It's like those guys, isn't it like, isn't it like those guys who are people would assume like who have their minds changed or theoretically have their minds changed watching political debates. Right. (laughs) Oh, he makes a good point there. I'm going to pivot off of that. There have been true touch and go season finales where coaches have been saved by a last second victory. I remember, you know, Ken Wisenhunt was saved they strung together a bunch of wins at the end of what was that 2010, 2011 before 2012, when they were terrible again, that mm-hmm. saved his job. A lot of people thought he was going to get fired that season. And Patrick Peterson's miraculous series of punt returns saved Ken Wisenhunt. right? I, there's no Patrick Peterson scenario in which Cliff Kingsbury is keeping his job. You know, as much as we love Trey McBride, his 70 plus yard outing, and then him being touted by Cliff at the press conference this week is not going to have Michael Bidwell sing Cliff's praises to the point of keeping him around. Like, they're just there's not enough good mojo and good juju with this team, and it's been that way. And we've gotten reports from multiple national sources now that the Cardinals not only are in on Sean Payton, but Michael Bidwell is doing his due diligence, which tells you one thing. Everybody involved in this process, involved in this current regime, is going to be let go, we assume. And they're going to start with a clean slate. And that's what needs to happen. And if it puts them behind the eight ball, I, I, I just I don't envision that being the reason why. The only reason that they're not going to get a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh is if they refuse to pay. That's what it's going to come down to. Those guys, you would assume, are going to want to go to the best place they can win. But Michael can't come in the ballpark of, we're offering $20 million in Carolina. Michael, what's your counter? Well, I can give you about 7.5. Can you come <laughs> and, and, and coach against, you know, Kyle Shanahan and Pete Carroll twice a year and, and Sean McVay, you, you got to be close. I feel like in a lot of these, you know, destination franchises. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And they'll they'll have uh he just sold his house for five point three million dollars. That should help him get uh on the way to, <laughs> to paying that tab for yeah. buyouts and and then also paying back, backing up the Brinks truck for a new coach. But uh here's one thing that you're not gonna have to back the Brinks truck up for, and that's great coverage, great content on the website, gophnx.com or any of our stuff at the PHNX locker. It's all very affordable. Even our stuff on the website. 80% of it pretty much all unlocked at this point. You can get more content, more kind of in-depth reporting from like our guy, Howard Balzer, by becoming a diehard. And if you are a diehard, you get a free shirt, free hat every year, access to the premium diehard level content and 20% off merch and events, including our PHNX tea party that's coming up. Become a diehard today. Check out gophnx.com slash diehard and join the family it, it, it transcends just the merch that you're going to get. It transcends the content. Come hang out with us in our discord, talk some shit with us, come hang out at the events, become a true part of the fam. Uh, you will not, you will not, uh, you, you, you won't uh, have any trouble with that going forward. Check it out. Go phnx.com slash diehards and also the phnx locker to get some great gear, Johnny. Um, what was the line on cards at Niners this weekend? 14 and a half points. Yeah, that's, listen, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money, but that that's that's a pretty enticing spread for a season finale. And you can get that right now on DraftKings. Speaking of DraftKings, we got a promotion going on right now that's as hot as ever. It's basically, I, I don't want to say guaranteed money, but if you're strategic, you've got $150 in free bets in your pocket. If you uh, play your cards right, all you got to do, You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You use the promo code PHNX. You place a $5 pregame money line bet. Again, not the spread, mind you. You got to take a game ahead of time, just who's going to win against the loser on any NBA team, and you get $150 in free bets if your team wins. That's it. That's all there is to it. Promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details, Bo. As we trudge along on Wednesday, Bo and I got a doubleheader. We got PHNX Cardinals live at 4 p.m. We've got Hard Knocks after dark. The final two episodes are upon us. What kind of shit show is that going to be on premium cable television, HBO? I I just feel like we're in a very touch-and-go, I don't know, next 10 to 14 days, Bo Brock, where we're going to just get this tidal wave of news, information, and change, not only about the Cardinals, but – the NFL in general. And it's just going to be, it's going to be unlimited content here at PHNX Cardinals. Yeah. Can't wait for it. It's the calm before the storm. He's got one kind of cruddy matchup between now and then. And then the final whistle blows. We'll have the exit interviews and we'll probably be talking to Michael Bidwell, you know, less than a week from today, but uh, in between now and then everybody have a great uh, rest of their Tuesday night and Wednesday, we'll talk to you, as Johnny said, two more times between uh, now and then. Make sure to subscribe, like this podcast, leave a review if you would, and we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. See you, everybody. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com. 
we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.